Hello and welcome back to Dragon's Jewel and our Shattered Realm podcast with uh, episode 2, The Plane of Infinite Portals. So yeah, this week we find our characters where we left them in the abyss, having a little quick romp after being at that Beholder Disco and just going to jump to the Plane of Infinite Portals in the abyss for 5 seconds and then run into a, into a portal out to Sigil. However, as you know... Portals all started exploding, <laughs> which wasn't great. Oh, poor Brian. I do feel for Brian in these next few episodes. We've recorded, obviously, a few more than you're going to hear now. And he has a tough time. He has a tough time adjusting to the fact that he can't connect, contact the, the Lady of Pain. And, and he's got these uh, low-level characters with their own ideas. But anyway, you will find out more about that in this episode. So without further ado, I'll let you get on with listening to the show. And there will be split into two halves as usual. So the next half will be out on Thursday. Hope you have a lovely week, and I'll speak to you then. Take care. Bye. Dragons flying in the sky Raining terror down on Raining terror down on you Evil wizards on the rise Raining terror down on me Raining terror down on you Who's gonna fight? Who's gonna fight? Who's gonna fight? Who's gonna fight? Yamos full of rage now freed from his cage A hero and a sage He's the druid for our age Then there's humble but full of wanderlust He's always on the run Looking for that next rush And Frankie you should never cry for at any cost she's never lost That's why she's the boss Then there's carrot kisses She artifices and never misses With her wishes That's right, huh? Be reminded that they're coming now for you. Yeah, they're coming now for you. So let us be reminded that they're coming now for you. Yeah, they're coming now for you. Let us be reminded. Welcome back to Dragon's Jewel. We haven't done this already. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, this is episode two of our Prime Universe. You would have seen episode one of our Darkest Timeline last night, and you would have seen episode one of our prime, our main story last week. So, as last week, it was all very cinematic. We intro didn't. I did all the intros for everyone. I thought this week we would introduce everyone properly, so everyone has a chance to say who they are the name of their character, their character's race, class, and alignment, maybe even subclass as well, and uh, and then we'll go into the game. So let's start alphabetical by name of character with Carrie <laughs> and Chloe. So Chloe, name, give us, tell us about your character very in those briefest terms. Yes, hello, I'm Chloe, and I'm playing Carrie, aka Carrot Kisses, who is a centaur, uh, a battlesmith artificer, uh, and is chaotic neutral and just wants to know everything. Yes. <laughs> Which is a, a very formidable, uh, uh, you know, sort of uh, attribute to have, I'd say, to be honest. To learn Yeah, everything. I think she'll get into a lot of trouble. <laughs> well, exactly. That's also fun in D&D, <laughs> so that's good. Uh, next up then, Chris, who's your character? Oh, evening. Hi. Yep, I'm Chris. I'm playing the fabulous Frankie Flight, um, who goes by the she, her pronouns. Um, Frankie is a arcana 
Is it Arcane the Rogue? Arcane Trickster, Arcane, Arcane, Arcane Trickster, that's it. Sorry, Arcane Trickster. Oh, I, I know my character inside out, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah. Arcane Trickster, um, who is chaotic evil and may or may not want to take over the world if the opportunity arises. <laughs> Again, another formidable attribute to have as a character. <laughs> <laughs> Will. Will, your character then. Um, hi, I'm Will. I use he, him pronouns, as does my character, Gigi, who is a Gisarai Circle of Twilight druid. Uh, my first time playing a druid. Uh, and Gigi's little edge thing, I guess, if we're doing these, is that he's um, he's basically a reverse evangelist. Which is possibly the most dangerous of all so far. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, got a lot. A, a formidable attribute to have, I'd say. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and and last but definitely not least, Luke. Luke, who are you playing? We've had this conversation before, and I am absolutely least. <laughs> you know it. Um, Luke, hello. Oh, oh that's it. We've got, we've got to go for the simple. No, it's just because it's just because you're definitely the most, and therefore I put you last to make everyone else feel better. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Um, if you, all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> too far. Too far. <laughs> too far. We'll just straight that one down. There was too much of a pause there. I'm afraid. Too much of me um, thinking about something nice to say about so, you. Um, hello, everybody. My <laughs> name's Luke. I play the halfling bard from the College of Valor, I believe, mm. um, by the name of. Hamilto. Um, if you can just picture a very small David Bowie, that's him. He's lawful neutral. Uh, he does the, tries to follow the law and does what you you know the, the right thing, but really morally, he doesn't really care about the outcome. He just wants to adventure. He just wants to see everything. He wants to experience as much as he can and tell the tale. That's fantastic. See, all, all I can picture now is is, is a very small David. Boy, that's okay. David yeah. Bowie, no, mate. It's David Bowie, mate. So don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Zowie Bowie. It's not Zoe Bowie. Anyway, Zoe Bowie. <laughs> oh dear, never get an argument with Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so the DM. I rule. And on that point, I am the DM. I'm Hamilton. I am the Dragon Master, as I call him on this show. Yeah. And uh, that's me. And I say it's Bowie, even though that's not right. And I know everyone knows it's not right, but that's fine. Hey, <laughs> I can't. I, I said I mean, Bowie. <laughs> it's Bowie. I, I, I mean, right, okay, we're going a bit of a sidetrack here, yeah. but I heard that it was actually, it's supposed to be Bowie, but it, it, he he changed it to Bowie. Mm. Right. Like the pronunciation. Oh. I heard that from someone, it's probably not true. <laughs> from my mate. <laughs> my mate yeah. down the my pub. Mate mate down the pub. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll just go for the great north-south divide. Yeah, let's not say uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which I think is just is just you versus the world, correct? That's, isn't it? As, as, that's every northerner's yeah. mentality. Yeah, <laughs> right, the, the, the question is: is right? Is it? Is it jam oh, then cream? Uh, or is it cream oh. then cream jam? Jam, cream then jam. That's very this, specific Southwest argument. You yeah, got yeah. Very much. <laughs> when you get down where I live, it gets very heated when you talk about. But it's cream <laughs> then jam. We know it is. Now, so it's not now this is making me wish for um, some sort of apocalyptic end of the world just, event. Am I it's, right? It's, <laughs> Am I <laughs> talking of apocalyptic world events? <laughs> Well done. Thank you very much for that, Will. Will is the king of the segue. <laughs> Take inspiration for that segue. Right, Brilliant. so I will do a brief recap of last episode, I will then, and then we'll get into our show. So, last week, upon the peak of White Plume Mountain, where our story began many years ago on this show, where we started, where our adventurers took, took flight into White Plume Mountain to even, the first time we ever found Karaptus, our four warriors here met the real Karaptus again at the ultimate battle to end his terrible reign over the plains. Uh, fighting atop his ancestral lair, they had battled for some time, and we joined them in the sort of final round of this battle, where he, Karaptus, had lain waste to a few of you with quite a heavy meteor storm. You were all feeling very low on health. Guillermo had been knocked prone by this, you sort of had cuts, bruises, you were feeling that blood pumping in your ears, you were feeling the tears of skin as you were sort of moving about. It's just the sort of you felt this was your moment, your final chance to sort of to sort of end this this big bad evil guy. 
So in that final round, Carrie started with Finger of Death. Good spell. Good hard hitting mm. spell. That's what you use. That's your you know. That's when you bring out the big guns at the last battle. However, Caraptus, using what seemed to be his final legendary resistance, shrugged it off. Let it go. Frankie hiding in the shadow, as they do so well. They Craptis could not even find them with their dragon sight, unable to see them. Sneak attack, straight into an open wound in Caraptus' side, causing quite a bit of damage. Yemo rose up from his prone position to try and enfeeble their mind. However, Caraptus, with such a high intelligence, was able, with their mental fortitude, to un to to stop this this from occurring and un and sort of shake off this psychic torment leaving Hummel. Now Hummel, as we know from his backstory, had one ace up their sleeve. A wish spell given from infernal sources, told to use when the timing was right, knowing that with this enfeebled mind he did not use any ledger resistance, knowing this was there's no chance for him to counterspell, to undo this wish spell that they had in their hand. They said the immortal words, I wish that Caraptus was never born. The words spoken to you by Asmodeus themselves, told to you to say at that time. However, Caraptus had one more card to play, which was his own wish spell. A wish spell that he had been preparing and thinking about and contemplating for some time to use once his magical prowess had turned to a level and whence it was needed. He didn't think it was needed. He was in charge. He was ruling this world, but he thought, fine. I will take this. He wanted to take it by his own strength and might, you know, like he wanted to take the world by his machinations. But however, there was nothing left. He would use what he could to take control of the universe. And therefore he said, I wish to rule the universe. These two wish bells tried to mix and the multiverse had no idea how to manage such, to manifest both his unbornness and his rulership over the universe. And therefore it split into multiple ways. Craptus disappeared from in front of you into some other place and uh, you tried to write it using dice games and games of chance which caused it to split further and further it was not a good idea <laughs> and the multiverse started to split uncontrollably until to our planar travelers here knew so frankie was probably the only one who might not be aware of these the dabus three dabus turned up trying to collate you into three different sets brian uh, that was, as some of you might not have known, it was Bri we, only, we only heard Brian and Carl, but there's Brian Fiara and Carl. Brian, unfortunately, lost a third of your life source and disintegrated that into the multiverse, just wasn't able to control it, and that was a bit of a mistake. Whoops, Carl, Brian. Carl uh, collated another third into a into somewhere else and they went off and supposedly that was known to someone that was in charge of them. The plain people would know that the Lady of Pain is in charge of them so seemingly she knows what she's doing, you'll just accept it. And the final third was our four that you see before us who were collated and brought into an astral tunnel and taken to Sigil. That was wow. by Fiara. Did we get there? Did you get there? No, no. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, we actually got there, and everything was totally fine. Oh, yeah. And the world yeah, had okay. ended. Yes, 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 yes. I love. We this. fixed the whole world. We found Caraptus. We killed him. The end. I'm that. all for collaborative storytelling, but this, <laughs> this, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, so you went into this astral tunnel. It all looked fine. You were seeing the planes flash before your eyes. Suddenly, it all splits apart. Black and purple sort of objects split through and push out. Uh, Fiora disappears, then Carl disappears, and you're left with Brian. You all collate together, and suddenly it gets split into like a hose pipe that's left flowing. You get shot out into the astral sea and end up at a beholder disco. There's a bunch of nerdy beholders looking for some dates, and you become their dates. Weirdly, Hummel turns into some really awesome person. <laughs> Last time I did this, I said a really weird person. I'm just giving myself props in this one. Uh, and, yeah, go, uh, love yourself. Yeah, I was being mean, now I'm going to be nice. And then. Yeah. You went in. You got some. You went with these. The DM Dick Dynamite did a fantastic job. You you play. You went in. You took these dates inside. Hummel did some funky breathing in backwards music, and uh, you were able to sneak off. Carrie tried to shoot them with an arrow. You found the portal. I, I tried to, to not shoot him with an arrow <laughs> yes, specifically. <laughs> and uh, you were able to find this sort of uh, space engine, which would be a focus for teleport without fail. I think is the actual term. So that you could get to the plane of infinite portals, jump easily into a portal to sigil, and you'll be home. Easy peasy, safe and sound. Lovely, lovely. You're just gonna have to jump into the astral, uh, into the abyss. 
five minutes into the abyss because that's where there's loads of portals that we find. There'll definitely be one. We'll get there. Brian says it's going to be okay. Brian knows what they're doing. However, you get there. And then suddenly everything goes to shit because all the portals start hey. exploding. <laughs> and the earth, as a tidal wave comes to all you, splits up into different... It just kind of like ruptures and you see these objects that look like gates and these uh, ground holes in the ground start to chasm basically and the earth sort of split apart and you're rendered up into the air as this red sky turns into a red sea that you float upon on this isle. Uh, some of you actually fall down as you try to make this save as the earth sort of floats now. This sort of you're on a diamond shape land that is floating on a red sea as this red sky and these these sort of like this blazing dark red sort of sun beats down upon you. So that was last week. It was fun, right? It's happy oh, yes. days. You're, yeah. in the, oh, you're not I, in the I, darkest I, timeline. Awesome. You're yeah. in the happy timeline. Yeah. Well, well, that's what we were promised is that there'll be a dark timeline and like a good timeline. You're like, yeah, yeah yours is like the good timeline. Yeah, yeah there's and, rainbows, rainbows and, and kittens. Yeah, exactly. Unicorns. Yeah. It's like, yeah. as 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 it always says, the best way to make people feel absolute, <laughs> absolute despair is make them think it's going to be fun. And then I said this to Kyle, actually, oh, this is back, is, the, the, as Kyle said in, in Hummels, it's like, no, it's yeah, yeah. not. You make it horrible, make them work <laughs> for it, and then they fail. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so we're definitely not the we're darkest type. Like, cause <laughs> the DMs are the right way round. Yeah, Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I played D&D to escape real life. Don't worry, you'll get off the abyss at some point. I've got that programmed in somewhere, <laughs> if you survive, that is. So anyway... <laughs> You find yourself in the abyss. So I'll give you a bit of like where you are. So you're, there's, as I said, there is a red and black sky. It has sort of green and yellowy sort of colours at the edges. This dry hair, air sort of hits you. It's got hints of sort of fetid rot and sort of decay that sort of hints on this air. Um, as I said, the, the earthen diamond shape, you're floating, it's floating on a sort of red reddy green sort of sea of sort of like energy that looks very much like the sky in front of you because obviously this isn't like a reality world this is another plane like there's not a sun floating around an earth it's just an object that beams down red light onto this this place so as these islands break apart you're sort of floating on them you you sort of and the smells hit you and this sort of essence of the world there's sort of like all of you with a chaotic nature will feel this more than those without so that is Chloe and Chris. Oh, yes. You get this sense of energy. For the, those that aren't chaotic, you feel uncomfortable. This makes you feel un... You don't feel right. You feel more like you've got an energy that you can't quite control, like restless leg syndrome or something like that. You just want to... You don't quite know what to do with this energy. Those that are chaotic and chaotic leaning, as I said, with, with Carrie, you'd feel this sort of energy more like a creative energy to sort of... To, to artifice and to come up with spells and use your magic and to, to really sort of like revel in your magic and maybe even open up to more magic than you've ever really felt before. You're sort of, you're eager for that level 15 that you've now lost to level five. You're sort of feeling like, I wanna cast some magic right now. I wanna do something. And then I'd say for as Frankie, Frankie, you've got this sort of, this chaotic energy that reminds you of mm -hmm. that, those early days when you're building your way up in, in Luskin and you're finding your feet and you're becoming more powerful and you're playing with magics and you're deal you're like you're playing off the political you know corruptive ways that you've been managing and manipulating people to to your gain and then getting into control and being able to play the pawns that you own you know you feel that energy again you haven't felt that for a while because you've spent years chasing after Graptus trudging after a single focus which is you've lost your party of your your, your mm -hmm. sort of empire but you feel it again yeah. and it's exciting if, 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 yeah if, if everyone turns around they can sort of see there's a sly grin yeah sort of just smirk sort of wafting across frankie's face yeah. and yeah just sort of very much smiling to herself and but nodding frankie, more than any of you this is you feel aligned to your home yeah. you know this is you know how this works this is your setting. Mm -hmm. Like if there was a D&D &D game made around Frankie, this is chaotic evil. This land is chaotic e evil. Every D&D game's made around Frankie as far as Frankie's <laughs> concerned. <Is that> yeah. <laughs> However, I'd say for 
like Hummel. Hummel has been around quite a bit, so you're aware of these sort of sensations and this thrill of adventure is being drawn Absolutely. out. Absolutely. That's what I was thinking. He probably looks quite serious. Like what he's he's concerns, but he's trying not to show it. He puts on his serious adventure. He's like the Indiana Jones face where he knows shit's bad, yeah. but he's got it under control. He knows what's he knows sure. how to get out of it. Yeah. And then Guillermo, I'd say there's a sort of unsettling nature for you more than most because you've been in limbo, you've been in a chaotic plane before, you've been in places of like this sort of evil, you can feel the evil, you're very much attuned to evil because you've been in places of such and you feel it much yeah, more. Absolutely. It's You're like, I want this to go, <laughs> you know, like I want this, yeah, yeah? that's how I kind of feel it. For... Abs- absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so your immediate surroundings. Um, you're on a sort of, as I said, you, you're on a bit more of a, 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 on, a on this little island, this sort of diamond-shaped island. You're sort of on the tip of one of these diamonds. You're on a sort of a rocky outcrop that sort of raises up and then to your right down below, about 10 feet below, there's sort of a path that winds down below. There's some way, obviously, that gets up to where you are. There's more rocky outcrops beyond and then as you look further into the center of this diamond it goes from being very dry and sort of rocky into more sort of swampy and and sort of earthen and then steamy and humid and you see this sort of very vibrant more hints of green yellow than green as it and then more and instead of being like brown trees and branches it's more reddy brown and this in this and this sort of like canopy sort of it starts to emerge from it and you see sort of watery ground and sort of humidity and, and those sort of vapor waves floating above it in the center of this stands a sort of black iron fortress very renowned for the abyss these sort of black iron fortresses it's very low rise though it's like you can't really tell scale but you know if the canopy's a canopy of a swamp it's probably twice the height of the canopy as it's at its peak but it's quite a big square plan object that sort of gets another sort of sort of te- te- uh, tessellates into uh, what's it like um like a Aztec temple slightly but low level Aztec temple squares into squares but growing but that greenery grows in and around and out of it and sort of pustuling out of the side is this big geodesic green very vibrant green turning into yellow shape that's like honey in color colored and sort of like as i said like hexagonal shapes overlapping big and it's sort of like sort of glistens in a gloopy way and that sort of grows out of the side and sort of grows off into the canopy and from this vantage point you can see there's a sort of scar in the landscape where a river runs that's sort of a greeny grey Amazon but it's just not right colour <laughs> it's not the right colour and it's got sort of slithers of white that sort of like float in it and slithers of sort of grey and then different tones of grey and then black and then green and sort of brown sort of like veins within it if anything like it's like sort of like moving beyond it you see objects floating in the sky there are objects floating there are more objects in the sky over that sort of area around you in this sort of more desert landscape it's very much empty you're not seeing much in the sky here but when you look down you see things flittering and floating about so that's it so i guess you can make a perception check to see if there's anything more around you but that's really where you are and brian stands with you yeah. uh, brian brian yeah, was yeah, it yeah. what what uh, let's go was this supposed to happen uh no, <laughs> I'm a little bit. Right. I'm a little bit uh, lost for words because I was expecting that, and I'm not gonna look. I don't want to look. But Carrie's say... looking. Okay. If he's gonna point, okay. she's looking. Have a look. Make a perception check behind you. Have a look behind you. See what you see. Okay. I mean, you'll see something, but I want to see how much you see. It mm. is a twenty-one. Twenty-one. Oh. Okay, twenty-one. All right. You see a lot. There's as there's a there's a there's a there's a like a cube shape. So imagine a cube, but it's sort of like on its point, it's forced into the ground, but slightly jolted at an angle, and it's then got another cube that's been like cut out of it into it. And you're very much aware. You're arcane. You're an artificer. You're a wizard. You know stuff about the arcane. That is that is clearly what was a gate. Um, but uh, you can see through it as if like the, the, the square that's been cut into it, this sort of cube that's been cut into it, you can see the back of it. 
and you, and that's something that you just know would not be right. Like you would expect some sort of veil or some sort of like magical essence around it, but there's nothing. It seems just dead, and it's and it's like a dark and void in there, and there's nothing going on. And even with a twenty-one, you see there's steps that are nearby it that run down to that path that you can see to the side of you. But also you notice that it's sort of shaking your vision. And you can see little cracks, hairline cracks at the edges of it. And it's sort of moving. A bit weird. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to turn around and I'm just going to say... Uh, uh, okay, the, the portal's dead and I think we should run. Run? Oh, yeah! Great, this gets better. Right, we're gonna run. Uh, which way? Where do I run to? Uh, down that path. D jump, jump down there. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, sure. All right, everyone, make a dex dex save for so, everyone. Okay, give us a dex. Everyone. Save. Everyone. <laughs> gonna, well, everyone who wants to jump. If you want to jump, we all Brian's jump. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to jump. I want to jump. We'll um, definitely jump down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, fine. You don't have to jump. You can stay where you are. No, where he's are. cool. Oh, he's going to jump down. 21. 21. Boom. Right. Mine's a 17. Yeah, okay, yeah. Poor Brian. 22 for Frankie. All right, okay. All of you are 20. You jump down. It's 10 foot. You just kind of power. <laughs> you know, three-point landing with the arm behind you, ready to rock and roll. Carry with a 17. Lands. Just lands. Good. Ready to, ready to run, but it's not cool. It's just, just landed. You just did it. But everyone else looks like posing. Yeah, very, very practical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, practical artificer. Uh, yeah, yeah. No more, no less. And then uh, Brian sort of falls off the edge and just sort of like just leaps. He just goes like that, and uh, fortunately he can float because he's a dabu. So he just sort of floats down. But it's not. It's just very depressing to watch because it's just like, whoa! I'm gonna go. He just got told to jump and jumped. You feel the ground. But once you land, you think, oh, I've, I've landed. You feel a rumble because you think that's just you landing. You think, oh, Hummel's like, whoa! I've gained some strength here. I've got, you know, like the gravity's good uh. for me here. Boof. Actually, it's the ground shaking, and you see that um, Carrie is able to discern the sort of trajectory of this. There's a crack forming in the ground. And it seems to be coming from that portal, and it's breaking apart. On three, I want you to shout left or right. <laughs> so I'm going three, two, one, go. And on the go, I want you to shout, shout left or right. Point with your hands, whichever way you go, and um, we'll see where you end up. So as this crack is starting to form. So okay, so three, two, one, left, left, right. Left. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Brian, Brian, and uh, Carrie jump onto the right hand side which seems to be the main part of the build the, the sort of this structure whilst the rest of you jump to to the left which puts you on to a very small part it's like the fissure has gone through and it's created like a 10 foot gap pretty quickly but then you feel yourself sort of bobbing and floating because you're on you're on like the little as uh, this diamond the little tip of this diamond little triangle has broken off where this portal was and split in half and you're now floating away from from the others. I'll like call across and just be like, guys, just jump over. If you fall, I'll catch you. I got feather fall. Come on. Yeah. Brian's like, I'll do what I can. <laughs> uh, this is it's not okay, going I got well. this. Okay. Um, okay, so 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 Frankie is um been a verdant. Um, has um, limited telepathic ability. Okay. So um, what she's going to do is she's going to put into the mind of of Brian of um, protect protect the Verdon at all costs. <laughs> okay. Make me a persuasion roll. Give me a persuasion Persu roll. See how much this does. And that is a twenty nine. Okay, fine. Right. That's so, Brian is now emphatically yours. <laughs> that is it. Brian is now in love with Frankie. No, it's, it's like not quite, but just like Frankie is. I'm going to say, like, Brian as Dabby would have a telepathic link with the Lady of Pain. He's seeming a bit lost, as if he's not quite sure what to do. Maybe he's feeling like this is some sort of communique from, from, from them, and therefore thinks you're of utmost importance to his, his like, 
his sort of like leader and therefore is like he just runs forward and goes Frankie Frankie uh, jump jump I'll grab you I'll get you I'll do whatever I need to do Frankie you must make it yours you are the linchpin of this team completely ignoring <laughs> all, all of you uh. yeah, so, 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 so Frankie will, will very much saunter to the edge of the uh, uh. edge of the gallery yeah, she does. and will vault over with a acrobatics 24 acrobatics right okay yeah, acrobat yes Alright, Brian doesn't do so well, but he does well enough uh, that he jumps, but he jumps to grab you, but he goes a bit further than the edge, and so he sort of floats in this thing, but your trajectory and momentum push you back over, toppling Brian onto the ground. He still floats, he never hits the ground, he sort of like floats, but you sort of like roll off them and just sort of like stand up as if nothing's happened okay, yeah. basically yeah frank will just walk past go, I, I i think you need to practice a little bit more on your receivership and just yeah right. continue it's past. not generally part of my <laughs> part of my uh my wheelhouse but yes for, for you frankie yes of course i listen to i will follow what you say you're very clearly very important um I give right frankie a bit of a side eye like <laughs> I see you. Yeah, Frankie's, as Frankie has what? done this before. Frankie's <laughs> definitely played this card many times. Yeah. So, Hummel and Yeri, you're left on the other side. What do you do? What do you do? Um, I'm going to cast a uh, jump on myself just at first level, um, which should hopefully let me kind of, you know, like an astronaut doing like a lunar walk, just sort of like bounce low gravity yeah. over, hopefully. Doing a little like walking motion, even though you don't need yeah. to whilst you walk. Yeah, a- absolutely. <laughs> Lands. <laughs> yeah, easy. Doing like a horrible camp little jump. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Love it. In Great. fairness, Hummel's only little. He probably doesn't weigh a lot. You probably could have carried him and jumped over. No, but you forgot about. <laughs> yeah, prob- yes. probably. <laughs> but maybe, maybe yeah. Hummel should have thought about that before the whole <laughs> end of the world thing. So, so Hummel, you find yourself alone. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not for the first time. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> well, it's like, Wait, oh, we're not feeling sorry for Hummel. Yeah, Hummel, the Hummel's like no. Hummel's never alone. Sorry, sorry. It's a bit too close to real life. <laughs> okay, come on then. Look, come on. Oh, let's cheer on, up. Bring it back I, well, up I suppose again. it would just be looking, you know, a bit smug. And he's going to do the thing when you do like you kind of like try and rock a little bit to try and get some momentum yeah. on the thing as it's going. And then he's going to jump forward and leap. I suppose. Um, give us a give us a roll. So, um, that's not great. I think I might have to use my first bit of luck. Use your luck then. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm going to, yeah, use a luck point on that. Uh, that's better. So 17 on the okay. die, plus whatever you want me to plus, really. Uh, Athletics. Athre- Acrobatics. Whichever one you want. Acrobatics better. So 23. 23, yeah. Easy. It looks like Hummel's about to fuck this right up, right? Hummel's going like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm like rocking, rocking, and then actually like sort of tumbles a little bit. Like, oh, <laughs> like nearly goes on the rock. And then goes, get you, re- and then you think, maybe I'll make a little run up. <laughs> maybe I need a run up. So you do a little like run, bosh, and then like leaps, very impressively, over the chasm. And um, you're all back on the other side. As you see, as this sort of like, as you push off, you sort of, your momentum finally sort of like pushes it out and it just starts floating away from you slowly like 10 foot very quickly and another 20 foot another, another 10 foot another 10 foot until it's just off in this sea of red and black sort of sky astrally void that is there and that and there's now you're close to that edge that sort of that, that red turns to black as it gets deeper down that sort of draw that sort of draw to that edge is quite enticing it's quite scary it's like that being that as i said into an edge of lake of like oh my god when you're on the edge of a cliff it's that sort of feeling like it's quite it energizes you those are chaotic more it's very energetic like sort of energy that 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 this void is creating you you want to sort of like not jump into it but you want to kind of draw from it you don't quite understand what that means mm-hmm. but you kind of want to you want to invite, you're inviting it to you as much as you're invited to it, whatever that is. But it's kind of like, it's a bit of, it's not quite you want to jump into it, but you kind of want to, you want it somehow. Okay. Carrie just leans, sort of leans over the edge slide and she's like, mm, shame, uh, I wanted to cast that spell. You, oh, I'm interested to know what spell. <laughs> well, fe- feather, feather fall. Oh, feather fall. I, I, I said it. Oh, I, right, I said yes, it yes. 
Oh yes, he did. Sorry, I was a bit, I was a bit distracted by our Majesty Leader. I mean, Frankie. I mean, oh, sorry. Yes. Yes. Frankie is definitely the leader around here. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm right? glad that you've all noticed that so early on in our adventure. I wasn't yes. going to say because mm. I thought it was an awkward thing to mention because there's like four of you and you're all very powerful people. So I didn't know who's the leader, so I didn't want to mention it. But yeah, oh, Frankie, yeah, I would well, assume. Well, someone's got to, you know, be the face of the party so that uh, the rest of us can be like the brains and the brawn, you know. Okay, I feel like I'm <laughs> treading into something I shouldn't have stumbled into, so I'm going to ignore that and I'm going to move on. So, <laughs> um. <laughs> Right, I don't quite know what we're doing here. <laughs> That's all I can say. Okay. Well, it's quite simple. In situations like this, can't go backwards. Got to go forwards. That seems fair. It's that's just... a, that's a, very, a, very, a very good point, Hummel. I, I, and I wonder, uh, looking over at the fortress, going, I, I wonder if there's any um, life on Mars. <laughs> Take an inspiration point oh, and, then <laughs> <it. laughs> and then lose it. And then lose it. Oh, to try get it for trying to put a David Bowie song in there, but lose it for how badly you did it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's harsh but fair. Yeah, <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't is... think it's harsh to be honest. It's just totally warranted. Yeah, mm. exactly. yeah. Um, there uh, seem to be some kind of river. Um, generally, a river comes from somewhere and leads to somewhere. Question is, which way do we go? I'm going to tell you very, very briefly off the point that that river is definitely the River Styx, I can tell you that. And that is a way into Sigil. That is an option, actually. It's not a great way. It's a bit dangerous, but it's I a mean, way. I don't know much about the River Styx, but I don't particularly want to get in there. Well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily suggest swimming, but we might be able to make a barge. Yeah, oh, we can get a barge, or we can, I mean, we can find a mirror and loft. I'm sure I can... I've got some soul coins somewhere in... Somewhere in here? I think I'll have a look as we're walking. I'm not sure if I lost it in the tower or somewhere. I don't know, in the whole disco. I think someone stole something from Anyway, right, um yes, there's a good otherwise there's the fortress, but there's gonna be a demon lord that leaves lives there. But there's always a portal in one of those, we could try that. That's an option. I I've mean, never met a demon lord. I oh you don't want to. <laughs> I'll tell you that for sure, they're not great fun. Um yeah, but that's an you option. Never know till you try. Very true. Right. Well, I'm without communication to my 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 main person, Lady Paint. She's not really talking to me right now, which I'm a little bit unsure as what to do because normally that gives me a lot of direction. So right now I'm sort of on my own. We're not very much thinking on our own sort of people. So I'm trying my best here. But those are things I know. River sticks. Demon Lord's probably got a portal hidden away. Um. There might be something else we can find around here, but it looks th that won't be a port. That'd be more like a gate. That'd be more like something more tangible. I'm mm. hoping that hasn't broken. And the fact that the, that that's there, it looks like there's not. They haven't broken apart. So I'm feeling like maybe there's a way in. They'll have a route to Plague Mort, Maybe do you know Plague Mort? It, you'd know this. It's like the, it's the gate town mm. on the Outlands. Okay. That's another option. Those are my options I can give you, but I'm really gonna leave it to you. Because I'm sort of losing a leader, and Frankie seems very much appropriate for that role. Yes. Well, I, I, from from my point of view, I'm, I'm pretty sure you may have not have met a demon before, but a demon certainly has not met the likes of us. That is true. Uh, right. Sweet, sweet self. Okay. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan. Okay. Uh, so it looks like you know some. You know your things. You, you're well travelled and seasoned adventurers. Um, that's good. Yes. Although there, there is there is a, there is a third option, of course. Um, this this seems such a nice place, actually. I I, I, <laughs> I I don't think we need to rush away from here. No, no. I've got one uh, clear instruction: was to get yeah. into sigil, right? I, th I, mean, I think the grounds kind of cracking open uh, and big chasms yes. and, and stuff would suggest that probably don't want to stay. But, but can't too can't, long. can't you feel the power? Can't you feel what? it just rushing through your body? It's it's. No, I, 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 I think, uh, I think we could make a home here. I, I, I I'm sure it's. Uh, it, it reminds me of a certain kind of power I felt quite a long time ago, and I'm not keen to recreate that feeling. So, um, we'll get you moving as well before um, we end up having to kick your ass too. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to see you try. <laughs> What's well, I'd normally agree with you, Frankie, but uh. 
Hummel makes a great point, as much as I hate to admit it. If you wanted to stay here, you probably wouldn't last very long. Just, just vaguely at the cracks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say that I've got Frankie. You, you're very important to whoever to to Lady Payne. She's given me one instruction, which is to get all of you to Sigil, and I feel like I'm focusing on you now, particularly. So I'm not gonna let you stay here. There's not a lot I can do about it. There's things I can That's... do about it, but I think you need to come. I think you're instrumental. Instrumental. <sighs> And yeah, obviously playing to, to Frankie's ego is, is is definitely the right way to go. So even though you're aware that they're doing this just because you've made them think <laughs> oh, you're yeah, important, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah but it works. That, that's, Frank, that's, that's Frankie, Frankie's buttering that's, up her own ego. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Frankie's very very used to sort of buttering up her own ego. Yes, so yeah, she's <laughs> uh, sort of drinking it in and uh, yeah, and, and you know, ums and ahs over it, or oh, ponders and oh. Well, I suppose if I'm that important to Lady Payne, I, I suppose we must push forward. Okay, with that, I'd like. Who's, what's your passive perceptions, you, you, you folks? What's your passive perception? 16. Passive 19. Perception is. Uh, oh. Perception. Oh, 13. 13. Uh, 15. 15. Okay, 19 then. It's the only one. Uh, Carrie, <laughs> you're, you're talking. You're talking quite a bit. There's a lot of energy going on around you. You notice uh, uh, to the the you hear a noise coming from where you think that steps was coming down, which came down to the side that's not broken. You start hearing some some sort of some, some sort of movement, some footsteps, some sort of like cracks in the in the. And like literally puts a finger on Frankie's lips, like just, just. You hear that? You hear that? Okay. You're, so you're, it sort of curves around this sort of path, and so the path has disappeared behind you, and the path then leads down, down below to the right. But coming from the left is where that where that step up would be to the to the platform above, and so coming from that is where this noise is. You can try and make some hiding, but suddenly emerging from around the corner, you see the this sort of this goat head uh, figure with these goat ram horns growing out of it. It's sort of humanoid shape, but it's got like a furry chest sort of running down it. And it sort of spots you as it's come around with these sort of goat, like sort of those square eyed like irises. And it goes, <laughs> and it just charges at you. And you see two more. And I need to roll initiative. <laughs> Come on, let's get some initiative on. Let's do oh. this. Okay. Oh. Balls. Yep. They roll. <laughs> That's oh, they a whole four. That's a four. Ooh. I got ten. I thought that was bad. Twenty-two. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, okay. S- seven for Frankie. Frankie's still basking in her glory. Seven. <laughs> four for... Right, so what was so I've got four for Carrie. I've got a seven for Frankie. I've got what did I get for Hummel? A ten. A ten. <laughs> Jesus Christ, these are terrible. Yeah. Pretty pretty impressively yeah. terrible given that I know what some of your dexterity scores. And what and what was yours, uh Guillermo? Guillermo's? Uh twenty two. Twenty <laughs> bloody hell. <Yeah. laughs> so basically all of you Gigi's are like, like... Oh, I better roll one for our Dabo friend. <laughs> Yeah, if, no... if, if you weren't rolling for Brian, then Frankie would certainly have been giving him the eyes. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Alright, so, Gamer, you're the only one that gets ahead of these creatures. Uh, so, um, as I said, there's sort of there's, uh, three of them coming at you uh, of these sort of like goat headed humanoids, quite lanky, sort of furred. I can send you a picture. Uh, uh, but it's, um, yeah, and they're sort of running at you, sort of grunting and seeming very excited that they found someone to play with, basically. Um, okay. Yeah, and... Uh, how, how tightly sort of bunched up are they? Uh, they are probably not far between each other. They, the first ones run, I'm going to say, shot ahead of the others a little bit because they've come around the corner and seen, so they're going to have got a 15-foot get advantage on their their other party. So they're sort of going to run at you. But you've seen them just about to charge. So when they're very close, but I'm going to say that by the time they get to them, they'll get to you first. One of them will get to you first. But you've 
you've like Carrie said shush, you've looked and been like ready to fight. The minute they said shush, yeah. you could sort of realise. So you're sort of prepared. Okay, um, I would like to stop my turn then by casting um, Entangle in such a way that will hopefully okay. nab all three of them. It's a, it's a 20 foot square. So 20 foot square, that will capture all of them. Description that should be possible, yeah. Yeah. They're about 30 okay. feet away from you uh, ish when you sort of make that decision. So that's yeah, that's fine. fine. Yeah. So okay, cool. sort of like holding his staff up and the, instead of like the vines described by the. Um, by the spell description I'm imagining like sort of the grass these grasping kind of ghostly hands like mm-hmm. sort of reaching for them and trying to pull them down um, so that's a strength check for each of them uh, please with does it make them deep... prone or does it just grab does it grab uh, it makes them restrained okay fine so I don't get advantage alright you don't uh, uh, the, the DC in that sorry is uh, 15 that's a 10 for the first one that's a 10 for the second one and that's an eight for the third one. So all, all three are restrained. All three are restrained. Okay. They can use that action to try to free themselves, but Fine. otherwise... Okay. Oh, I also need you to make a constitution saving throw, please. Me? So, yeah. So within 30 feet, you the minute you see they get within this 30 feet of you, you start to smell that rot just... Oh, it really gets ah, to you. right. It really gets um, to you, and you just need to make uh, a set because it sort of fills your sinuses, and you're just like, "Oh dear." Yeah, uh, sixteen. Fine. Yeah, you're fine. So I don't need okay. everyone to do that on their turn. So if everyone wants to make that roll now, you can make that now. So when it comes to that, the turn, um, that's the that's the end of my turn anyway. Okay, fine. That's great. The next turn is theirs, so they're going to try and they're going to try. They're going to just be like, Ugh! you know, sort of like this. Is a grasping vine you did? Was it? I forgot. Was it? Um, entangle. Entangle. So it is like a, it's a sort of a vine-like structure that comes out. I'm going to feel like you, you pull out some sort of like greeny uh, brown sort of like vines kind of come out of this reddish earth and sort of start mm-hmm. wrapping around them. And they sort of like, like this. And they're just like trying to break three. I'm going to try. <sighs> one of them does. That's 17 plus two. So that's 19. So the first one breaks three. 20. Oh, and the third one doesn't. So the two of them use their action to break through, but one of them doesn't. But that's their turn, basically. Okay. Uh, leaving it to Hummel next. Okay. Right. You need so, to give me that uh, constitution saving throw. Uh, oh, it's not a fear effect, is it? No. <laughs> or frightening or something. <laughs> yeah. No. No, okay. it's just going to uh, take some damage. Just, just, a six. <laughs> just, just, just a six. Just a six. Okay, you take two necrotic damage. Oof. Cheeky. Uh, plus Nasty. one damage for each belazer. Oh, so you take two plus what? So uh, you take five damage. Five in total, yeah? Five Oof. in total. That's it. Okay. <clears throat> okay, thank you. They've uh, got right. like little miniature flies like flying around them. And they've got sort of greeny ears and like green eyes, like they're sort of like it's not quite, you know. Once you get to see them, their their flesh is very grey and sort of dead pale, and the eyes are sort of like greeny, and their ears have tinges of green. So they're sort of like they don't smell very good. Anyway, yeah. Uh, what's your what's your turn? What's you gonna do? Right. So first of all, he is going to. Say uh, as a bonus action. <clears throat> well, he's going to draw his sword, and as he draws his sword, he says, "Valamar." And his dress that he wears, his clothes that he wears, um, which is normally he's kind of like finery, you know, he's, mm. he wears quite posh-looking clothing. All of a sudden, changes into this m- massive, like, kind of like proper like manga-style mech armor. It's like bits of metal sticking out of it. It looks like the most glorious looking um, cool. like plate mail that you've ever seen. Just like ching, 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 yeah. ching, 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 all over his body. Awesome. Right. Okay. Is that a bonus uh, action? That's a bonus action. What is that? You're, you're casting um, just so people know it. Okay, so 
it's an illusion. It's nothing at all. He's <laughs> he wears glamoured studded leather, and as a bonus action, he can he can say it, the yeah, right. uh, the word just to make it look different. So okay, he's just fine. making it look like he's look cool. Yeah, looks cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> that kind of actually excites them. You notice that they find that actually quite like, oh, like yeah. this is a real challenger, you know. Um, and then. He will make a charge to mm-hmm. put himself into like a, a tactical position. I mean, how many of us are actually like frontline fighters? Um, none of us. None. <laughs> none. <laughs> none. Yeah. So no, Fra- he will take the position. Frank- yeah, Frank- oh, the, the bard is the tank in this. The in bard this is the tank in this <laughs> scenario. Okay. I have quite um, high armor class, so I, like yeah. I can't do the hits, but I can take them. I have. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he he draws his a, his your... rape. Sorry, I'm saying the battlesmith has got you've got your your little construct as well. Yeah, which I'm gonna uh, say for flavor, you can conjure. And oh, then, awesome! Yeah, how's that? <laughs> so it's not always yeah. there with you because it's always a ball link to keep track of them. So yeah. you just conjure them. Anyway, I have like a little ball, like a pokeball or something like that. <gasps> oh my god, it's definitely in a pokeball. Yes. <laughs> okay, <there you> go. <laughs> That's camera now, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. So he he draws his his uh, his dragon slayer rapier. So yeah, it's like a proper fancy French uh, kind of um, yeah. musketeer style rapier. So yeah. it's got a real fancy kind of handguard, and that's basically a dragon as it goes round and wraps around his hands, and he just charges at the the closest one to make a strike. Right. I suppose. Oh, make a strike then. Make an attack. I don't know what else he can really. Do because I wasted my bonus action on mm. looking fancy. That's fine. That's uh, very that, important. As a good bard should. It is. Yeah, That'll absolutely. be an eighteen. That hits. That hits. Give me some damage. Lovely, 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 lovely. I need a d eight. Uh, oh, an eight. Look at that. So eight plus six for a fourteen magical piercing damage. Uh, unless they are of, the, of a dragon or dragon subtype, in which case I get to do loads of bonus damage. So it was 14 total damage? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, that's pretty tasty, I'd say. Uh, okay, cool. Um, all right. Uh, so the first one, you 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 charge into it. Uh, they are, as I said, quite exhilarated. And then the fact that when you, you change your armor and then you rush in and they're kind of like, yeah, come on. Come on, you know, like they want you to run at them. They're sort of excited by that. It's ready for this fight. You slash at it. It sort of like tries to parry, like with its. It's only got like a club in its hands, and then the other hand's just like, and it try. It's got a, like a barbed tail that tries to swing out in front, but um, you just like slice underneath it. You're you're a, a, a valiant fighter, you know, well versed in combat. This thing is just sort of like flailing. At, it's just too over the top with what its movements is very much telegraphing its movements. You know, like you know where it's there. so you kind of swings up. You got slice up, kind of slice out slide of its arm like like here by its by its uh, sort of rib cage, and it sort of like feels like. But as it cuts, you see that like the blood doesn't like spurt out or like pull like you. It just kind of like seeps out this sort of like brownie color. It's not right. It's not like you're used to. And it sort of turns black very quickly from this sort of reddy brown to like a black. Nice. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like, yeah, just sort of like drools down their arm, uh, their sort of chest, side of their chest. But yeah, you've taken the action. But it's it's kind of excited by it. Yeah, it sort of likes that as much as it, but it's ready to attack back. Uh, That's your turn. Then Mm -hmm. uh, Frankie, Frankie, you're up next. Okay, so... The other creature that's um, got away from the entanglement. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's one in in combat with with Hummel. The other one, um, Frankie. She 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 feels. I said she feels empowered by the surroundings. Like I said, you know, she really does. So she's she's going to draw herself up to a full five foot height and and just shout up. Do you not know who I am? the other one and with with those words screeching down at the other one can you make a yeah she's gonna send out a mind slither um so can you make a dc 19 uh intelligence ooh, intelligence Always. save <laughs> intelligence save oh, yeah gosh. minus one it's got an eight <laughs> well that's an eight because i rolled a nine 
Right, uh, on that one, you'll take eight psychic damage and you'll subtract 1d4 from your next saving throw. How much psychic damage was that, sorry? Eight. Eight points. Eight. And was that the main one again, yeah? And I take whichever, a... whichever the other one that Hummel wasn't attacking. Yeah. Oh, the one that Hummel wasn't attacking. Yeah. Right. There's two. There's okay. There's two others. Because there's, so... there's, there's two who, who, who yeah. broke free. So yeah, just the one. Okay. Yeah, the one. Did. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Uh, and it's a D4 from my next saving. Throw. One, one D4 from your next saving okay, throw. I'll put that to the side so I remember that. Cool. Right. Yeah. So I think the, this other one's feeling like sort of starting to. The one in that still is like rutting, you know, like like a like a like a like a kind of you know, kind of moving its hoofs about, sort of trying to like get ready to like fight. It's eager. They're both eager. And the other one that you like hit, kind of just like you hit it with this, and it's kind of it's kind of disappointed with the sort of attack because it was expecting you to kind of come at it, and it you can see this sort of sense of disappointment. It kind of like freaks, it sort of screams out this yowl, this sort of like. If you've ever ho heard goats, uh, like, if you've ever heard goats, like, bleating, have you ever heard that sound? It sounds like a human, like, crying. It's like mm. one of these scary sounds, and it's like, sounds slightly human, like a scream of a human comes out of it as you hear this, like, as you take this pain out of it. It's kind of like, ah, it's in a pain. And it looks at you, and it's kind of like, it's ready to, like, it wants to charge at you. It wants to fight. It doesn't want magic, it wants fighting. Oh, okay. Frank, Frank is just going to make a stance of kind yeah. of just to be able to spring. No, that's a, a sort of action, um, sort of movement. She'll just sort of move to a sort of a ready stance. And that'll yeah. do for her. Okay. All right. It's going to be Brian's turn uh, next. So, Brian, <laughs> he sort of stands uh, uh, aloft behind and he just sort of like, you see him just kind of go, sort of close his eyes and sort of put his arms out. And all of you are basically blessed. So you get a D6 to any of your uh, spells. Aww. Any, any, yeah. uh, like any um, advantage, uh, any rolls, uh, attack rolls or uh, saving throws, anything. It's like a super bless. You get a super nice. bless from Brian. Super blessed. Super blessed. Um, just retcon slightly, um, I'd mm. rolled, I'd pre-rolled, I pre-rolled a dirty 20 on the um, con save. Okay, well. yeah, you're fine. So, yeah, I keep us straight. Well, thanks for yeah. reminding me, that's fine. Uh, and yeah, that's basically all that Brian does. But Brian sort of like is sitting there and seems to be like concentrating whilst levitating. But he moves behind you. He's behind the party. He's not going to fight. He's not a fighter, but he can give you boons. That's basically how he can work. Um, so that's Brian's turn. Carrie. Okay, I'll do the con save first. Oh, not amazing. Uh, that's a thirteen on the con save. That's all you needed. That was the DC. It was thirteen. Oh, thank goodness. That's the DC. That's all fine. Um, uh, so there's one fighting humble, there's one fighting Frankie, and there's one restrained. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Uh, you get advantage on the one that's restrained, by the way, for everyone yes. who's been attacking, just to let you know now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna... I'm doing my best support energy, which that's is like... trying to help, and everyone just ignores what you're exactly. doing. Exactly. I know. That's I just. A... A coward way of fighting to to attack something that's restrained and can't defend itself. Okay, there is no honour in that. Yeah, that. That's exactly what Frankie Cow was going to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cowardly but also effective. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna because uh, I need to use a bonus action to uh, mm -hmm. command the steel defender, whose name is Cupcake, yes. um, and they're just like a small centaur. Can they be in a very little cupcake that you chuck to the ground yes, as a Pokemon and it like goes into like a mini centaur? Yes, because Carrie made it as a child. That's why it's a cupcake. Love uh, so she uh, throws so she, she's going to throw the cupcake and she's going to go Cupcake attack! Oh, that was Scottish. Yeah, that's the wrong voice. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh is like a cupcake attack. Cupcake attack! And she's gonna chuck it at the one that's restrained. Yes. Um, so it comes like comes out. Okay. It will go immediately after me, but I'm commanding it. Okay. Uh, and then I'm gonna use my action to uh, cast catapult, and I'm gonna try and get one of the big rocks that's like broken off from yes. the. Uh, from the cracks and stuff and chuck it at the one that's fighting Frankie right yep because it needs to do a dex, dex save, save. Dex and save. it has less d4 or something from what yeah, Frankie did it does well that was a 6 <laughs> yeah that <laughs> fails it makes it an 8 but I'll roll the d4 anyway <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh it fell on the floor they always fall on the floor 
bloody couch. More like a D4 floor. That was a I four. Right? That was a four. So it had a four. It rolled a four in total. Yes. Well, so, yeah, definitely does not save. It doesn't uh, save. Okay. It has to weigh one to five pounds, so it's not a huge rock. But it's a rock. Mm. It's going to go damage? flying at it from the side, smack into it. I love it. Uh, and very it has to, uh, the Both the... Oh, I need to get my other D8 both the rock and the the monster is going to take 3d8 damage. 3d8 damage. <laughs> so I'm gonna the flavor for this I see is that the it's racked brain with this um, uh, spine slither. It's just just as that's happening, and it sort of looks and it focuses back on the aggression towards Frankie for using magic on it and not fighting like a sort of like like a proper warrior. He just gets whacked in the face. <laughs> it just like it just like poof, like this off uh, by this huge bolt. It's like five pound boulder. Okay, so give me the damage. Yep. That is eleven points of bludgeoning damage. Eleven. Being Ooh. smacked in the face with a rock. Awesome. It. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I like that. So um, yeah. with that, the this one is now happy because it's like. It then recoils back from it, and then it goes, and its face is like caved in a little bit on the side, like its cheekbone is sort of broken, uh, and it's got like I said, it's like a, it's got a, it's like a, a, a snout of a, of a, of a, of a, of a goat face. So like it's sort of like that bit where it meets the the eyelid is sort of caved in a little bit, but and it's sort of it's sort of like got a bit of this black ichor coming out of its mouth, but it's um it's sort of got a grin on the other side but it's lopsided by the sort of like palsy on that side but it's kind of like it sort of like licks with this sort of long goat lick on the on the sort of on the on the blood and tastes it and it's like yeah like like it's it's silence of the lambs you know <laughs> sort of like it's happy it, but the, these animals are just like they are just to give you like clarity on them they have bloodlust they crave violence and they are willing to die like anyone who knows of these creatures they are they that's what they're up for they are just up for battle they are the pure base demons so um just for people at home this is a i will let people know because he's a boulezow boulezow i don't know how you pronounce them they, they need pronunciation cards by the way mm -hmm. but uh yeah that's what and now back to dungeons and dragons yeah, leaving it halfway through a battle. Not fair to you, I know. <laughs> Next week it's actually quite a good break time. Uh, but this week, uh, I didn't want you to have to sit there for two hours or I'll leave you with something to look forward to later in the week. So we will join back in the fray of that battle with those Belezao, uh on Thursday. And uh, you'll see how they deal with them in some interesting ways. And uh, there's a, a, there is some wild shaping because we have a druid. So it's inevitable. And uh, also we get to meet one of my favourite characters I've ever created at the end of next episode's show. So yeah, excited for you to meet them. So I hope you hope you enjoy that. Uh, and apologies for my terrible <laughs> accent control. It just flies all over the shop in the first time. And it still does in a few episodes. It takes me a while to get it completely nailed down. But anyway, I hope you do enjoy that. And uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you then on Thursday. So until then, take care. Bye-bye. Psst, you still here? Yeah, got a few more things to talk about. We are sponsored by D&D &D Beyond. They are absolutely incredible. They came on the show in season two, and I cannot thank them enough for that, let alone all the amazing and wonderful things they have helped us out with. I suggest that you get on there if you're not already on there. You can buy all the source books. You can buy all the adventure books. You can basically make characters on there for free in the first place. Anything from the basic rules is all available on there. But it's a great resource if you buy any of the books on there. You can then, when you make characters, all those things are already added to your character options. And then if you pay for the subscription, I use the master subscription service, you can share those with your players or as, or your DMs can share that with you so that if you're trying to make characters and you own Out of the Abyss and you can add all the funky feats and backgrounds that you get from that or the new Wild Beyond the Witchlight book you can then use to get the Witchlight Hand as a background for example so totally recommend getting yourself onto D&D Beyond if you're not already there I mean we make characters pretty much every other day on this show and therefore it's very useful for us and a great way to store them you can store so many in different campaigns I do that all the time additionally we are supported by HeroForge, if you type in www.dragonsjewel.co.uk forward slash HeroForge, 
that will take you to our affiliate page. And if you do that, we get a little boost from them, which means that we can buy more Hero Forge things, basically. The same goes for our affiliation link with the DMs Guild. So if you type in www.dragonsjewel.co.uk forward slash DMs Guild, you will then get our affiliate link there, and we get another little boost, which helps me buy more Planescape books, basically, or more books for our DMs Book Club show. And finally, we have a Discord channel. We'd love you to be a part of it. So if you want to join our Discord, go to linktree, so that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Dragon's Jewel, all one word. That will then take you to a linktree, which will then give you an invite to our Discord channel. We really want you to come and join us there. We chat. We have little chats for everything. We have chats for the DMs Book Club. We're going to have chats for the Shattered Realm. We're going to have chats for the Darkest Timeline. We're going to have just general chats. We have a music chat. We generally just talk about meal deals. But if you're interested in that, you can come and talk about those too. Anyway, I hope you have a fantastic day wherever you are, and I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Bye!